I'm Will. And I'm Luke. And this is Will and Luke Discuss. A vodcast. And podcast. Where we discuss content related to psychology, personal growth, self-development, and well-being. This This episode, we're we're discussing... The Art of Living, the classical manual on virtue, happiness, and effectiveness. So this is... um, an interpretation of Epictetus's work by Sharon LaBelle. Mm. Hello, mate. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, good, good. Uh, yeah, really excited to uh, to do this one with you. It's been a few weeks, and um, yeah, it's kind of one of those books where uh, yeah, it's not kind of like particularly like academic, but it's uh, it's one of those ones that's just full of full of good life advice, and I think I've taken <clears> quite a lot from it. And I think particularly in um in you know a number of like framings in regards to you know, kind of like what's in your control, what isn't. Kind of seeing things for what they are, how to live by your own ideals, how to speak your mind and live with virtue and ethically and all those sorts of things. I think it's kind of one of those nice ones we like to inject once in a while um, just to kind of remind us and just hit us with some some bangers and some good quotes just to kind of <laughs> remind yourself of um yeah, yeah the, the good the good life and, and how to live it. And um I guess this this one's yeah a really interesting one. I kind of made made a few notes here, but I think uh it's all kind of around, you know, how to live the good life. And he was a, a Stoic philosopher, so kind of the same ilk as the Marcus Aurelius um, book we covered a while back. Um, I'm not sure if there's any kind of history you want to quickly cover, and then I'll I'll maybe um, talk about the uh, yeah talk yeah, about yeah give a bit of context and get stuck in. Yeah, so um, uh, she so okay, Epictetus. <laughs> he was a uh, a Roman, born a Roman slave. <clears throat> he was shown to be quite bright and eventually a teacher, um, freedom from slavery. And then he um, taught his philosophy, but the emperor at the time was, was sort of intimidated by the philosophers of the day, uh, you know, spreading words of, of virtue and thinking for yourself and that sort of thing. So he was banished and uh, to some remote part of Greece where he spent the rest of his life living in a hut and teaching philosophy and Hmm. he didn't write anything down so everything we have of him was notes of his lectures written by a student of his which were originally he wrote a lot of notes originally compiled into eight books four of which were lost and then I think (laughs) (laughs) some of them were sort of compiled into this into this manual which was called the Enchiridion which is probably like his most if anyone's come across um, Epictetus, that's how they'll know him. And so Sharon LaBelle talks about all this in this book. And what she's done is basically taken his discourses, which are the four books left of the stu- what a student wrote of his lectures, and this Enchiridion, which is this um, small diluted version of these discourses for like, you know, mm. daily reading, I suppose, like little yep. nuggets yep. of daily advice. And she's taken both of those and has made it, much more accessible to the modern audience given a bit of a description like i've just given you of where epictetus is from and um and that's what we're looking at nice nice i think um, i think one of the key um you know beliefs that he had was that the role of philosophy is to help ordinary people meet the everyday challenge of daily life and i guess at that point in time there's like a lot of loss and grief and um obviously different times is writing him but i think it certainly applies today you know kind of how we can deal with yeah things around you know like disappointment um unfortunate life events things not going our way kind of just everyday challenges and how we can frame yeah. those in our mind and i think he he frames i guess what i've written down here is you know what he says the good life centers on mastering your desires 
performing your duties and learning to think clearly about yourself and your relations with the larger community of humanity. Nice. So I guess that's a kind of a common misinterpretation of like stoic people is that they might like keep to themselves or they kind of don't kind of interact with the wider yeah. wider community. But what he's saying is like, you know, you have a, a duty as like a citizen or a person of the state to kind of engage meaningfully with the people around you. And um, I guess it's kind of worth reminding that he says, you know, he talks about this being like, you know, the it's about kind of gaining a path to, you know, happiness, tranquility, um, you know, fulfillment, no matter what circumstances life yeah and i think um, i I like how he has a lot of credence to stand on with that because he was like born into slavery and then was exiled from his country so like yeah yeah. i know i enjoyed marcus aurelius but like knowing that you know he was in it in politics and became an emperor it it puts him on a different pedestal doesn't it but knowing that this guy was (laughs) was just some slave that then got exiled and lived out the rest of his life in a hut it make it gives him a bit more like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he had some punches awesome. to roll with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, to say, you yeah. know, take adversity as it comes, like you can really believe him. <laughs> mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think um, the the bit I the bit I liked, um, I guess, kind of like finish off our intro frame is, you know, because he says it, what matters is the sort of person you are becoming and the sort of life you are living. So it's not necessarily yeah. that there's these kind of like set ideals that we must hit. Therefore, a good person. It's kind of more of a a process of of becoming who you are and process of kind of like living out your um you know your kind of your innermost uh well living out you know the, the best version of yourself and working towards that like morally and is i think something yeah. that um kind of linked to another book was around like the search for the secure base yeah kind of just made me think about that as like it's about finding like a secure base within yourself in which you can kind of face the world head on kind of not let things kind of like sink in or affect you too greatly and just kind of continually having a degree of perspective on day-to-day challenges and interactions. And I think yeah. that's something that I quite like. Like these are little nuggets of wisdom that you can kind of hold with you and use to reframe difficult situations or difficult interactions or um to kind of keep in mind when maybe your kind of your inner desires are, you know, taking over negatively or you're kind of prioritizing the wrong things in life. If you've kind of lost direction in that, like this is a good reminder and kind of knowing that we're a work in progress and we are, we are growing people and we're not perfect, but um, yeah. there's something to aim for here, I guess in, in a way, but they yeah. aim for in the sense of like aim for growth, not aim for here <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. 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 I, I like that. And that his, I get, I suppose the way I hear that is, in this case, the secure base is sort of like the philosophy, which might yeah. be, you know, the values you're living by. So like making, um, focusing your energies on things that are in your control and not um, recognizing when you're getting caught up in things that are out of your control, stuff like that, like virtue, mm-hmm. like that's your secure base, not, not caring about what, how you might be misinterpreted or ingratiating mm. yourself to people mm. of higher status and all that and nonsense and tr- just trying to get money for the sake of money, all the stuff he like writes off. It's like, um, yeah, it, if you can find a, fo- <clears throat> I suppose, follow a philosophy for your own sake, then that's what you can sort of hold. That can be the flagpole you can hold on to um, rather yeah. than getting dragged yeah. around by, mm. I don't know, other influences, I suppose. I think, um, based on kind of a couple of things you just said, they're a good place to start. I suppose I've, I've tried to kind of section these slightly into some of the key learnings and key themes. And I suppose the first oh, yeah. one is, you know, 
I've touched it like what's in your control and what isn't. And I think that's quite a common theme throughout the book, you know, like yeah. knowing what we can control and what we can't. And kind of made me think a bit of the um, like circle of influence um, versus yes. circle of, um, uh, you know, in, um, seven habits of highly effective people, you know, looking at what's in your, what we can influence in our lives. And I think uh, this certainly kind of like stuck in my mind as we're going through. And I suppose the first one, you know, is, know what you can control and what you can't. He says, yes. we're in control of our opinions, our aspirations, our desires, and the things that repel us. Like they're, they're subject to our influence. Um, and this is where we always have choice. But whereas it comes to, you know, other people's opinions, um, physical traits, our birthplace, our status, like mm. these are all external things. And they should not be of our concern. And I think mm -hmm. that's a really hard thing for people to grasp. I yeah. think, um, yeah, yeah. you know, like, because we're, we're so... Um, you know, we're so tied up in you know, kind of what people think of us and our appearance and how we come across to others. And we're very sent, well, we can be, some people are very sensitive to other people's opinions or negativity. And I think it's a, yeah, it's, it's a useful reminder. I'm sure we'll unpack it a bit more, but um, yeah. yeah I, I want to just uh, describe the outline of the book because it might make more sense to what we now yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like what she does, yeah. she kind of gives a real short, like background of his life. Like we just, just talked about and then she basically has like real similar to the meditations and even to um, don't sweat the small stuff. It's just like one, like a, a title with like, it might be a paragraph, it might be a page. Sometimes it's just like two lines, but just with like a nugget of like uh, wisdom to swallow or, or to, mm. to meditate mm. on. And then the next chapter is just like the next page. And there are like 50 of them they're not yeah. necessarily related to each other in any logical sequence or anything mm, like that. Mm. So it's really like a, like just one nugget, <laughs> the next nugget, the next. And so mm. that, that's the kind of style of the book. And I think it follows the Enchiridion, which is that um, summary I mentioned that uh, made of Epictetus's work. And then the second half of the book sort of explains it's similar style, but the, the chapters are a little bit longer and explains kind of what, his teachings of virtue and happiness were um, based on those four books. So, um, so yeah, the book's basically in two halves and that's how it's set out. And so what we're, I suppose, digging into is maybe a few of these, God, I don't, I don't know how many there are, like 50 odd, like nuggets of wisdom that mm. we should mm. go through. I think, um, you know, kind of in that kind of first theme I'm talking about, you know, there's yeah. themes of, um, you know, sticking to your own business, disregard what doesn't concern you. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what belongs to others is their business and none of yours. We can use our freedom and efforts <laughs> yeah. to goodwill and not finding fault in others. Events don't hurt us, but our views of them can. Um, no one can hurt you. Is it, it is our choice to do something as painful or not. It is our judgment that provokes, um, you know, these sorts of things, um, you know, what's, you know, talk about what's important and what, what isn't like we crave things which we have no control and not satisfied with the things in our control. Like he's saying, that's yeah. kind of one of the the key issues that we have. And, um, you know, it says we need to kind of like hasten our training so we can think clearly and confidently. So like kind of whatever comes our way, we don't take it so, so personally. Mm. Um, there's a real, it's not yeah. um, said explicitly, but in that there's a real cool to like, in the moment mindfulness isn't there to catch yourself mm, like mm. when you fall into these traps of really caring i don't know what other people's opinions are and stuff like that um i suppose it's not it's not said explicitly but yeah like it's this this daily skill he's um encouraging us to cultivate would would in 
would necessitate mm. that necessitate that sort of self-awareness in the moment mm. and a, in kind of that alongside a degree of wisdom to know I, I guess like mindful but with the right wisdom behind it <clears throat> kind of like you, you're you're aware now of yeah. what is your problem and what is someone else's problem <laughs> yeah, or like yeah. what their their emotions or your emotions so it definitely um ties in really nicely with, with mindfulness i think i'm sure there'll be plenty of other things that kind of pop up in this com- conversation um about that but i think it's also I, I like i like in terms of like mindfulness um you know potentially like you talked about you know seeing things for for what they are like oh, I guess yeah. mindfulness is kind of encourages us to think um or encourages us to kind of not try and like manipulate um like thoughts and images and appearances in consciousness but actually mm. to see them for what they are and allow them to to come and go and to pass um and i guess what he's saying is that our expectations our judgments and our desires kind of cloud our ability to see things clearly yeah so i guess he's encouraging us not to like allow those judgments and those like kind of those tense tense feelings of you know i don't know unworthiness or jealousy or anger to kind of get in the way of seeing things for what they are and once we can see things for what they are they're less likely to to impact us because we won't take them as personally yeah. we um yeah. Ages ago, we did the podcast on nonviolent communication. And this theme was like the first sort of pillar of that, which was like learn right. to observe without judgment. So mm. oftentimes we'll, we might say to someone, oh, like, um, um, you weren't listening or you don't give me space. <laughs> and, it, mm. and like that's a interpretation of someone's like you're adding in your own judgment of what was happening there whereas to say rather than you weren't listening to me you might observe something like when i was talking then you were you know looking at your watch and weren't um your gaze wasn't towards me and i Mm. was left unsure whether you were hearing what i was saying or not and i'd prefer it if Mm. you'd look at me when i speak so there's like separating out what's like reality what what can you claim is certainly true mm. that no one could dispute and what's your own just projection just pouring out yeah and um yeah he, he really talks about that here too the idea of like making sure you see the difference between those things you're not just projecting your crap everywhere everywhere mm. i was kind of saying like train training yourself to to do that as well like tra- training yourself to kind of um not not let those things cloud your yeah cloud your judgment um it's really interesting i, I think it's you know it's true they kind of the, the author of this book said at the beginning, like how much you know, Epictetus underpins so much of kind of like modern day thinking and self help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you kind of hear you hear a lot of you know what's it, Epicurean philosophy. Like <laughs> that's what they would call it, wouldn't they? Like kind of underlies that. It's amazing what you see in like today's self help literature and stuff that is kind of really informed by these these teachings. I think that's what's like such a pleasure about this is like these things a lot of the time sounds so familiar to us, same as what we're talking about with um, don't sweat the small stuff. Like yeah. These are things we we kind of know. We know we shouldn't like care too much what other people think of us, and we know we can't control what other people think. We've got no influence over their opinions or anything like that. Yeah. But like to know this is wisdom from so long ago, yeah. like this is the stuff that the books we read from like <laughs> 2000, like, you know, yeah. the books we've read that yeah. aren't from way back when like we're informed by that it's, it's really yeah. it's, it's quite a, it's quite a cool thing it makes me yeah i know it's like a bit of history here isn't it really? yeah yeah i liked um studying this for that reason as well there's, there's like historical mm. context to it as well as just 
nuggets of wisdom. And, and I, I really like that point where he's trying to say, and it, it translates so well to the modern day that like philosophy isn't just for philosophers, it's for everyone. And philosophy, mm. like it's not just about thinking and reading, it's about application to your daily life yes. and decision making. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even back then he was, it, it, it's, it's as if he was saying that like there were lots of people calling them philosopher, calling themselves philosophers around him who were just academics. And obviously now, like you think philosophy and what's your first thought, it's like a mm. university or something. And it's like, well, that's not, that's completely missing the point <laughs> of why oh, yeah, yeah. studying yeah. philosophy. If philosophy is the love of wisdom, it's about how do you actually apply the stuff that changes your behavior and your lifestyle. I think it's, it's a call as well to, you know, self-responsibility as well, isn't it? That's quite like a common theme. Like what the first <clears throat> quote on the first page of this is, you yeah. know, one of his quotes saying, first say to yourself what you would be, then do what you have to. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. and like, I think that that's a really common, th- you know, says like implant in yourself the ideals you ought to cherish. Like wisdom yeah. is revealed through action, not talk. You know, it says nice. hold your true aspirations no matter what is going on around yourself. Conduct yourself with dignity when alone <laughs> or when around others. You know, <laughs> true self-mastery is the aim. Yeah. Um, clearly define the person you want to be. I love it. He goes, it's time like to stop one. being vague. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> pre- pre- precisely describe the demeanor you want to adopt so that it may preserve it in yourself or when you're with others. Yeah. Like, and so there's a real nice. There's so much, so of- such strong language, you know, it's like just pull your head in, decide who you want to be and live by it. But it's also kind of, you know, proceed gently with that as well. <laughs> this is kind of a nice balance. Yeah. Well, there's a nice balance there between. I suppose like critical thought, which is the philosophizing and then actually putting that to action. Right. But it's like, yeah, think actually consider clearly who you want to be because, you know, you're going to be born under lots of familial and societal influences and the people around you. So like decide what you want and then chip away at that. It won't be easy, but Mm. like, Mm. like hold, I suppose it's that difference between having the compass and having that ideal. And it doesn't mean you're going to, get there or just be a paragon of virtue or whatever but like chip closer towards it and um yeah and each day like that should be like your top priority in life basically that's mm. his, his position mm. by the sounds of it it's um yeah it's, it's not he's kind of also saying you know around how we develop ourselves in relationship to others as well so i think he's very con- as much as it's kind of around like self-responsibility and not kind of um, getting too swept up in the opinions of others. He's also saying like we are, how we reveal ourselves is through our interactions with our family, friends, the yeah. wider community. I think that's, it's a really um, like relational perspective to to living is that like we don't exist as, you know, single entities. Like we have, we're like, we're brothers, we're sisters, we're, we're workers, we're yeah. family members, we're partners, you know? And I think that's really important, you know, like, and he says, like, make a habit of considering the roles in your life and your yeah. fundamental relations. Um, he says, like, you know, he goes a bit deeper and says, I'm not an isolated entity, but I'm a unique, irreplaceable part of the cosmos. When we are focused on our own purpose and seek harmony with nature itself, let others behave as they will. Like, so I guess it's as much as it's about, yeah, self-responsibility. It's about kind of like understanding your role within the world and i think that's what he's talking about with duties as well isn't it it's mm-hmm. like you have a you have a duty as a citizen to kind of uh, 
bring bring your best. But um, guess back back to my point. I really like that relational perspective and how we through our interactions with others we learn who we are. And I suppose yeah. if we conduct ourselves with with like I guess kind of like dignity and like in our own ideals, we can expect to see ourselves more clearly in the way people interact with us. Potentially, yeah, yeah. would be would be my thought. Yeah, yeah. There are some. Um, mm. I won't say contradictions, but like there's this balancing act between what you're just saying there, where, it's, where he's kind of making the point why well, you're born into the circumstances you're born into. Mm. So mm. don't like, uh, don't pretend you're not <laughs> and like utilize everything you have around you. Like if you mm. have a family, like be the best member of that family you can be. Like don't waste your time wishing you had a different family because they're the family yeah. you got kind of thing. On the other hand, like you say, he's also talking about autonomy and personal responsibility and in, in another yeah, I was thinking that as I was saying that yeah, yeah. chapter he talks about yeah. like don't surround yourself with people who just like talk nonsense because you you will be kind of um yeah, I love that one as well. <laughs> you kind of get infected by not infected that's too strong a word, but like we're, we're obviously he- we're social beings and we're obviously heavily influenced mm. by the behaviors the values of the um of the people around us so he's like you know choose who you spend your time with quite carefully um, yeah yeah there's a real balance there i suppose it is yeah that thing about what's in your control and what isn't and um so yeah to, on on the one hand the relationships you find yourself around like be the best person you can in in that role mm-hmm. and in that relationship but also if you where you can um influence who's around you surround yourself with people who mm-hmm. are gonna help you rather than hinder you <laughs> Exactly. Oh, I'd, I'd love to, this is a perfect segue onto one of the sections I had, yeah. which was around kind of like other people's impact on you. So right. I might kind of read, read the quote and then just kind of, if you've got anything else to add, let me know. There's like yeah. three main ones I'd love to talk about. So yeah. one of them is um, don't defend your reputation or intentions. So it says, don't be afraid of verbal abuse or criticism. Let the quality of my deeds speak on my behalf. We can't mm. control the impressions others have of us and the effort. So only, um, or their efforts to like debase our character. So yeah, so that I mean, the first one of the first lines in the book is something about um, I forget the phrasing, but it's basically like first things first. Like, don't have any undue pride. <laughs> be, be okay with not knowing things and and yeah. the the risk of looking ignorant uh, well, as you're learning from the beginning. And it's it's all stuff. It's not in this language, but it's all stuff about like dropping your ego, basically, isn't it? Like mm. what growth mindset there. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, growth mindset as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's like don't pretend you know things you don't. Don't try and make yourself like look better or ignore vital truths so you come across a certain way or defend your like spend your yeah, time defending yeah, yeah. yourself, um, defending your ego against things that yeah allow your uh, allow your demeanor and behavior to speak for you rather than like um i don't know defending yourself against insults yes. or something like that yeah yeah the um the second one is uh <laughs> sorry mate like that's how many, good how many times on like match of the day do people be like oh just let the football do the talking <laughs> it just reminded me <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> Um, all right. Next, next one I uh, I enjoyed was that uh, speak only with good purpose. So it says there is moral power in our words. Think before you speak. Breezy self disclosure disrespects yourself, and so many people feel compelled to give voice to any passing feelings, thought, or impression they have. They randomly dump the contents of their minds without <laughs> regards for the consequences 
Unchecked speech is like a vehicle lurching out of control and destined for a ditch. Be aware that common babbling that passes for worthwhile discussion has a corrosive effect on your higher purpose. <laughs> I, <loved it. laughs> I think probably the way I said it was a little bit more brazen than he wrote it. Like babbling, common babbling. I love it. Mm. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, I guess it kind of. So uh, maybe maybe I don't know if you had a comment actually. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. any thoughts on that? Or um, <clears throat> I suppose what's he talking about? Like engaging in small talk in a way that. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like small talk. Yeah, yeah. There's also like, it wasn't in that quote, but it was around the same theme. He talked about like, don't, don't talk about meaning thing, meaningful things that are really important to you in a just sort of off yeah. the cuff way. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, that, that's in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's all kind well, of one of the same, like, isn't it? Don't put too much like emphasis and credence on triviality, yeah? and don't just like offhand stuff that's actually important to you. I suppose it's the kind of saying that the what you talk about and the way you talk will it uh, affect the way you you think and hmm. w- what how you behave and the things you value so yeah check your check your speech it's one of the um uh eight one of the eightfold path of buddhism as well is, is the similar sort of thing about the right speech be precise in your speech as well one of the 12 JP. rules for life <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so um another one here i'm kind of enjoying just going through this but i think yeah. quite interesting um avoid adopting other people's negative views other people's views and troubles can be contagious don't sabotage yourself by adopting negative unproductive attitudes through associations with others treasure your mind and don't mm. give it to others easily remember to discriminate between events themselves and your interpretations of them um yeah so very similar yeah. thing that like yeah the the company you kind of habitually keep can really ending up have, having an effect on how you think. Well, it's true. Yeah, I think it's and it's something maybe <clears throat> I've kind of realised with with age and kind of I guess being a bit more kind of guarded with my time and energy and I guess kind of the inputs you have in your life. Like you kind of eventually start to realise that like ah, you want to kind of be having certain types of conversations or yeah. certain types of. Um, hangouts or you want to spend your time in certain ways and you realize that the company you do keep kind of can eventually have an influence on your um you know kind of on wh- where life, life life ends up for you yeah, i suppose yeah. like i guess if you're surrounded by like quite negative people and have you ever been in um like a situation where just like everyone's negative or someone's mm. negative too quickly in the conversation people like bond over that or something mm. it's like mm. if someone starts complaining that the trains late next to me like i just won't buy into it <laughs> I, just, I just don't you know i think it's very common in england isn't it like we, we can bond over like negative views yeah i think it's important to sort of i guess have your own mind in that situation like you know it's, it's, like, oh, it's a bit wet and cold today and it's a lot easier to be like oh yeah it's not the best weather like whereas if you're like Actually, it was quite pleasant this morning. It's just been overcast the last five That's, minutes. Mate, that literally. You know I mean? I, 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 yeah. So uh, yeah. it's been really, it's been really sunny the last few days. And that last night, I was like going over this book again and making sure I had it in my mind. And I woke up, and and Natalie was like, "Oh, yeah, it's it's gone a bit grey and overcast, hasn't it, this morning?" And I was like, 
yeah, but you know, so it was really nice out. I went for a walk around the pond, and the the mist was nice over the water. It was quite quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> <So> was like, <laughs> yeah, but... the, the weather's not in my control anyway. <laughs> and she, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just so, didn't buy into it. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very so grateful yeah. for this morning. <laughs> And then I might have even gone as far as saying, like, um, <laughs> adapt your like desires to the way the world is, rather than the way you want the world to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so funny. She like, knows I've been reading a preach. <laughs> yeah, Re- reads one book, starts quoting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, of course, I, um, and the final one from this. Um, if you're happy for me to carry mm-hmm. on um so it's be careful of the company you keep so a bit of a lead on from what we mm-hmm. were saying but he's saying no be selective these people can have an effect on your destiny keep company that uplifts you whose presence calls forth your best but remember moral influence is a two-way street so i guess kind of like understanding the role you have on other people like if you're negative towards other people like it can have an impact on them too mm. um uh, uh, yeah the, so on that yeah. point um so even this interpretation we're reading i think was written in the early 90s and i think to modernize it even more you could transcend what we're talking about now to media as well so it like be careful of the media you consistently consume because that will also Mm. have a similar effect like i've I've noticed recently some of the sort of more niche news outlets i i consume i do it because i generally agree with the points they're making but more recently um I've noticed the way they make the points can sometimes be a bit like sarcastic and put downy. And it's like, actually, do I want to yeah. listen to like people speaking this way? Like, I don't know. Like, even- yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's good <clears throat> thinking about um, kind of links a little bit to what um, Tim Ferriss said in four hour work week around like, um, what's it like a low information diet? Yeah. It might've been Cal Newport and digital minimalism as well. Kind of making a similar point about like thinking about what are the, what are the inputs you're having? Like, are you listening to like, hyper negative news or like sarcastic news or like news that isn't just kind of being objective um or you know what kind of social media do you consume are you just looking at stuff that's just complete bollocks about like yeah. things that don't interest you or just like unnecessary negative or shallow or yeah like ask asking yourself that question like what are the inputs going in it's not necessarily like people and especially now yeah. like given that there's a lot more kind of um, what do you call it? Like over the internet interactions. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's def- there's definitely a way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like online interactions. Oh my god, um, online interactions over like, the internet interactions. I prefer that one. <laughs> prefer, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. You know, I think about. Um, I don't know. Just kind of like, especially when you go through different phases in your life as well. Like certain things you might kind of find funny, certain things you kind of find entertaining that no longer become that. And I suppose it's like you can keep yourself trapped in certain life stages by not kind of moving on from the environment and yeah. the inputs and the people and the information that kind of go in. I think that was a really interesting. So yeah, kind of to expand on, be careful of the company you keep, be careful of the any inputs, inputs yeah. going into your brain. Yeah. 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 Really yeah. interesting point there, mate. I like that. Yeah. And like, yeah, cool. you, we have to be so conscious of that now, like, because the default is just to let it all pour in. You have to cons- consciously yeah. put up filters, yeah. don't you? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it's kind of, I guess, going even further, you know, being really like intentional with like the news outlet you go to or where you yeah. get your news from or 
Um, how often you consume it? <laughs> how often you consume you it? Need like, it every day. Like, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm liking this. Um, I'm liking this. Uh, yeah, this little diversion in this conversation. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good. I um, I guess final point on this. Um, I found interesting. So it's like asking us to regularly ask yourself, like, how are your thoughts, words, and deeds affecting your friends, spouse, employer, other people around you? Like, are you doing your part to contribute to their spiritual progress? Nice. with who you come to contact with so it's like it's your business to draw out the best in others and i absolutely right. love that. Like, that's yeah such a, yeah such a wonderful like intention and sentiment to, to share isn't it like that you your actions and words will bring out the best in in other people so i've noticed like when i'm un, when i've gone through phases in my life where i'm like unnecessarily negative or just kind of like projecting and it yeah. kind of can drag other people down <clears throat> around you. Like it, you have a responsibility to kind of think about the words you're saying. It's not saying you're going to be perfect. It can't say you, you can't have a bad moment, but it's important to know like over time, like your, your attitudes, your words and your, your actions are going to really affect the people around you and like the relationships you have. And I think it's important to ask yourself yeah. that question as much as it kind of sounds like a little bit of a, could have some contradictions, some of the stuff saying like, don't care about what other people think. I think it's important. Like if there is a relationship that you have that has value and you care about, it's important to think about your side of the bargain and like what you bring to that. Cause it's so often we're thinking about what other people do to us and what other people, how other people affect us, or you made me feel like this or <laughs> yeah. you, know, you did this to me. And it's kind of, well, actually like, you know, what's your role? Like you, you have a role to play in, in any, situation whether it be like good bad an argument like it's a it's a really great question to ask yeah so it's it's like the other side mm-hmm. of the coin from recognizing if if people's uh speech and thoughts and moods are contagious and he's asking you to recognize that in your own life and be careful around how you uh who you spend time around and for how long then equally like recognize your own contagion on the people around you and um yeah but if if you talk about things being out of your control in a really like exasperated way and that will be contagious for people and if, if you like engage in gossip then that you're spreading that around so yeah it makes sense to Good be example. careful yeah. of that yeah yeah mm. i i wonder how that so obviously there are times where like you are suffering mentally and you want like a shoulder to lean on or whatever. Um, I wonder mm. how that would fit with this idea of be careful about <laughs> spreading your negative crap onto people. Well, yeah, I guess it's <clears> like, <throat> it depends obviously like how compartmentalized that is, how it's framed, how it's kind of, you know, saying like how, whether like you're blaming in that situation, maybe like yeah. if you're kind of like stuff is like, who are you blaming? Who you pointed the finger at? And like, I suppose, also who's listening and what kind of space they're they're offering in that situation are they offering a space for you to vent and just get things off your chest they're like i'm okay i know you're not in your kind of a most calm rational emotionally clear mind but just say what you need to say and get it off your chest like there's no yeah so i suppose it's about being conscious and clear about what you're doing so rather than just you know spewing stuff (laughs) um in the changing rooms or in your office like you, you might ask like what someone he, he said, for a bit of space like what he said in that earlier rule like be careful not to dispute yeah yeah and i think i think it's good it's like I, I guess that there would always be a point with your suffering 
like there would always be a point in which like, oh, actually I kind of either need to like come up with a solution to this or I can't continually burden the same person with, with this news, if you know what I mean, or this, this problem, like at some yeah. point you need to self-regulate, self-regulate, I, I guess. I mean, it's obviously case by case, but I yeah. think it's. But that's yeah, sort of implying if, if it's an ongoing habit that's, and you know, ruminating on the same issue, but yeah, yeah, obviously that would be a slightly different circumstance. Yeah, or if, if you're kind of even aware enough to see how your your words and actions around that situation are affecting another person, if you've got like the awareness to notice that, then you might choose to speak to someone else about it or sort of yeah. share the load a little bit <laughs> rather than just like expecting one person to be able to kind of solve your problems or one person yeah. to kind of hold hold your distress, I suppose. Yeah, and I think um, it's just probably there. Yeah. Therefore, it's probably a bit about being clear, isn't it, and being like. Uh, I recognise I'm quite frustrated today, and I would like some like to be able to vent a bit about this, and and for someone to hear me. Um, do you have? Are you the person, and do you have the time and space to be that person for me right now? So rather than just mm. going into it, you're actively uh, perhaps uh, requesting it. So at least it's more consensual than just dumping your crap. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Nice, nice. There's um something I enjoyed in this. Um, kind of fell under the uh, section of like live by your own ideals that I made. It was um, just around the the power of of habit. Oh, yeah. I, I really liked this one because it's sort of um, I guess something I'm working on this year is kind of like I guess like overthinking and um, I guess trying to like nip things in the bud a bit more, like nip negativity in the bud. Like if I kind of start having a bit of like a negative attitude towards something, or I kind of mm-hmm. just start spiraling about something that I've kind of already already processed and dealt with but then it kind of comes up again like i'm trying to sort of not not add fuel to the fire and i think this one this particular part was really interesting i thought um it says like every habit and faculty which i googled i can't believe i didn't know the word which is like you know a mental power of yours um, is preserved and increased by its corresponding action so it says if we are angry we increase our anger anger we have increased the habit add fuel to the fire so saying like don't feed the habit give nothing else to help its increase. Um, eventually, if we're doing that, it will be overridden by a wiser response, which made me think a bit of like CBT, slightly yeah. like replacing like negative thoughts with more positive thoughts. Um, I wonder if you could like speak to that side of things. But um, I suppose I liked the idea that we, it is us who adds fuel to like negative thinking, worries, yeah. overvalued ideas like any kind of cognitive distortions we have around yeah. things like black and white thinking we add to that like all or nothing like we we can really pile it on and just, like keep your head clear and like come up with another way to deal with this and eventually like it will settle <laughs> i mm-hmm. think that was quite a, a nice lesson yeah yeah and no, i like it it's the different i suppose it's a difference between one-off problems compared with like recognizing what what are your habits of thoughts and feeling that 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 follow you wherever you go and those are exactly even describing it as a habit describing it as a like habit like i've never thought about it like that or kind of maybe just stood out to me now but like um we don't don't often frame it like that do we Mm. like there's the habits of thinking sorry carry on well it's the difference between is what i'm feeling 
how, how related is it to the present circumstance and how related is it to the crap I take everywhere with me? And I feel this way quite a lot, regardless of what circumstance I'm in. Yeah. And yeah. And like you point out, like, so Albert Ellis, who sort of founded the first cognitive therapy, um, was well into stoicism and probably read a lot of Epictetus. So it's, it's directly pulled from it. It's, it's not even related. It's the same thing. It's the same principle. Like uh, the way you think <laughs> and interpret determines how you feel. So it's worth examining how you think and interpret situations. Cause if not, then you're sort of destined mm. to carry that wherever you go and project negative stuff and then suffer for it. If, if that's one of your habits. So, um, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, I suppose a lifelong practice really. Is there um, any correlations but you feel with this whole work with um, like acceptance and commitment therapy? Um, any kind of things you can, you, you think there's links there? Yeah, well, that is a CBT. So it like, it all has the same mm. um, yeah. bedrock, I suppose, in acceptance and commitment therapy. It has a lot of Buddhist influences, which is where, you know, where I was saying at the start of the conversation about in order to catch yourself in these habits in the first place, you need a certain amount of mindfulness in the moment to be mm, able to even mm. catch yourself. Otherwise you're just going to be in that river of thought and you might not realize either ever, or maybe when it's too late, um, the way it's carried you off. So, mm, so mm. acts would focus more on that side of things. I'm more on yes. cultivating your practice of how to actually catch and pay attention to your inner life. And that, before you even challenge it or know what to do with it, like being able to get to a point where you can uh, just observe it in the moments where it's important to observe is, is probably the hardest challenge they would say. Mm. And then I guess like committing to valued action as part of, yeah. part of that, like this would be, you know, kind of know who you want to be and live that way. <laughs> Essentially, you know, kind of work out your ideals, your values, what is, what is a meaningful life to you and commit to those ideals. Yeah. Those that's a really good that point. Yeah. 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 Well, this is yeah. full of that, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, like you, like you said, when I first said it, it's the other side of the coin. It's, it's like, well, okay, I've caught myself, but where do I go now? And that's when you need that yeah. pillar yeah. of like the compass of ideals to pursue recognizing, okay, is this in my control? Is it not? What my other values, what other virtues am I trying to cultivate? Um, mm. So you know what direction to go afterwards i suppose it's um yeah yeah it's, i think it's interesting like these um i guess these sorts of books i mean i don't want to kind of throw it in with other ones but ones where it's kind of like passing on wisdom they kind of operate on different levels don't they? it's kind of like the day-to-day -day stuff yeah like don't babble like <laughs> yeah. all the time <laughs> but then there's also like the stuff around like um your like higher ideals and like your place in society and all sorts of right. things. I kind of I like when I like when books operate on that level. That's kind of like a mixture of um kind of like levels, I suppose, you know, kind of what um you know T Tony Robbins would say that kind of in his, his life mm. areas and then in get, getting things done. Yeah. You know, you've got your different horizons feet and, and yeah. Um horizons of you know importance and perspective and that sort of thing. It's uh it's it certainly feeds into most of the books we've read. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, I, I I like that. I I feel I feel kind of deter. I, I feel reminded of like important day-to-day -day actions, but also kind of like inspired to kind of remind myself of my values and kind of what's the bigger purpose of life and what really matters and what doesn't. And yeah, I mean, you know, 
stoic ideas of like you know in 10 years time will this matter now yeah um, yeah just a, yeah it fires up all sorts of ideas across different domains i guess yeah yeah so it both captures the bigger picture of like what's meaningful in life but like how do i pull that right down to the on the ground uh like having a conversation in this moment like how does it apply now um yeah and i suppose you need both mm. cool is there um i guess I, I feel like looking through i've kind of covered absolutely <clears throat> everything i wanted to speak to you about i feel it's been really nice to kind of draw a lot of ties to other things and um yeah, I've kind of really enjoyed enjoyed this chat. Is there, is there anything kind of you you wanted to cover before we kind of so on my start notes? Wrapping up? I, I've got like three or four quotes that I've highlighted in yellow. Um, I obviously did that for a particular reason at the time, but maybe I can just read them through. And if if we've covered them, we shoot. can nod at each other. And yeah, if, if they inspire something. So uh, let's see. If I don't like them, I won't talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things and people are not what we wish them to be, nor what they seem to be. They are what they are. <laughs> mm. like, that's kind of like a lot around like, um, was it like Amor Fatty or like that, lo that love of fate? Like things will kind of want, want things to kind of appear as they are, right? Not as we Yes. So that theme of like, think, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it came up in Marcus Aurelius too, right? That sort of recognizing um, reality for what it is and, and that it, abides by certain laws and that we can really get lost in wishful thinking and 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 hoping things would be ways in which they're not and that can lead to suffering um okay next one many people who have progressively lowered their personal standards in an attempt to win social acceptance and life's comforts bitterly resent those of philosopher philosophical bent who refuse to compromise their spiritual ideals and who seek to better themselves Never live your life in reaction to these diminished souls. <laughs> Be compassionate towards them, and at the same time, hold to what you know is good. Hmm. It's, I, I think it, it makes me think about kind of like, what do we? Be careful what you strive for. Sometimes, like, and kind of keep your keep your values and ideals in check. Like, I guess sometimes, I think uh, we're talking at the beginning of the year about kind of like goals for the year and that sort of thing. And I guess I noticed that some of my like achievements of last year started to feel a bit more i'm not saying entirely but like a little bit more material maybe i was mm -hmm. like ah oh, you know kind of like got this thing or i bought this thing mm -hmm. and managed to do this but it's kind of like my actual goals were more kind of around i know more like spiritual goals or like yeah. personality development goals and that sort of thing it just kind of makes me like that reminds me like check in with yourself about like what you're actually striving for and what's important because you could easily get lost in kind of mm. the whole possessions and i guess what he's he would say a lot in this is kind of around like external things rather than internal um like wisdom and development yeah. and and values you know making sure you've got got your priorities straight <laughs> essentially yeah 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 and yeah. and that they yeah. so this was under the title of the wisdom the pursuit of wisdom attracts critics. So the idea that mm. if someone sees you, I suppose, acting in a in a way that perhaps is threatening, if they like, if if they've not um, considered their values, and you're acting perhaps counter counter culturally, then there can be a tendency to want to pull that down. You know, a real mm. common example, you know, it's somewhat <laughs> if you're you're trying not to 
uh, I don't know, drink or eat certain foods that are bad for you. And then someone just tries to convince you to do it because they want to do it as well. Yeah. <laughs> like a real yeah, simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like recognize that uh, that can be very attractive to get pulled into other people who want to drag you down to their level mm. because they're threatened by you trying to, um, I suppose, live a more spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Nice. What are the uh, other ones? See. Two? Yeah. Uh, to know that you do not know and how to be willing to admit that you do not know without sheepishly apologizing is real strength yeah, and sets the stage for learning and progress in any endeavor. Yeah. Like that. We spoke about that earlier. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. Beginner's yeah. mind yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Growth <laughs> mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last one then. That's quite a big one. Oh, I think this is actually from Sharon rather than um, Epictetus. Bringing it home with Shaz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Many yeah. of us come to a point in our lives when we have the persistent feeling that we have somehow betrayed our younger, more vital, expansive self by giving into a life of enforced duty or repetitive, uncritical action. We feel caught like we are violating our destinies, ignoring or even desacrating <laughs> our own best natures and leaving our better selves behind. Our attention has become divided and fragmented, and from time to time we feel a summons to live in harmony with our nature, but we are at a loss for how to begin that journey home to ourselves, home to virtue. Stoic philosophy can reveal how can, can reveal our better selves to us and lead us gently by degrees back to it. Nice. Great to chat with you, mate. It's been yeah. a good one. Yeah, really enjoyed this one. It's, uh, it's one of those ones where you kind of don't know where it's going to go. Like you kind of keep a few quotes in there and it's kind of been nice to, um, nice to sort of draw some links with other books and yeah. links between the two. And I feel, uh, yeah, kind of the same sort of lightness I felt after Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and the, uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It's, uh, yeah, they have really the same. You suggest, yeah, they have the same style, don't they? Where there's there's no mm. overarching coherent structure, so that it's it's hard to frame a conversation around it because it's so. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's the point, isn't it? It's like don't. Um, I didn't feel I learned anything new in terms of knowledge from this book. But each time mm. I read a nugget, I felt a little bit inspired to live that yeah. way. And I think that's nice. the point, isn't it? It's, it's, it's more of an experience than it is a, like, here are some facts to learn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's a good way to describe an experience. I like that. Mm. Mm. Okay. So uh, next week, we'll be discussing Paul Gilbert's book, which I'll get you to briefly introduce, Luke. Um, um <laughs> it depends which one it was. <laughs> is it uh, is it just the comp- compassion focused therapy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's that a one. little there's a little blue book from 2010 called Compassion Focused Therapy, and I think that's the one you're referencing. But um... <laughs> yeah, it'll be up on screen. It'll be up on screen. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's um yeah that that'll be what we're doing uh in the next few weeks. So um, cool. Look forward to chatting chat you about that one mate and um, yeah you can tell us uh, stories the time you you jammed with Paul Gilbert so could could do couldn't I (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Alright mate, I'll uh, Cheers, catch mate. you next time. Speak to you later. All the best. Bye. 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 See you mate. Bye.